Amen. Amen. Good afternoon. <laughs> Honored to be here on today. But before I get started in this word, I want everybody just reach over to your neighbor and just give them a hug and say, I love you. Sometimes we, we go through life and we never show love. Sometimes even when we come to church, we could be sitting next to someone and never say hello or good morning or good afternoon. But it's something about when somebody say, I love you. Amen. Giving praises to God, honor to the pastor in his absence and this great church here that's doing great things in this community. And I'm one of the partners here and I'm Pastor Carl Mabins, God's Congregation Worship Center all the way from Lombard, Illinois. Somebody say, that's, that's not a long way, but all the way from Lombard. And I'm looking to do some great things with this ministry. Uh, partner up, we're looking to do some great things in Villa Park and Lombard. Amen. Is there a word from the Lord? Yes, it is. I want you to look at Luke 18 and 8. Luke 18 and 8 says, I tell you, he will see that they get justice quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? I want to talk to you just for a moment. Never stop believing. And it's very important in this time that we're living in that we cannot stop believing in, in what we really believe in, which is Jesus Christ. And like I told the group this morning, I believe that here in America and across the world, our faith is being attacked. And if you ever wanted to live for Jesus, this is the time to live for Jesus. This is the time to serve him like you never served him before. And the Bible tells us that when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on this earth? I read in the Amplified Bible, Amplified Bible said persistent faith. Look at what's going around in this world, what's going on in this world. What the world says is right, the Bible says it's wrong. And what I want the congregation to understand, who are you going to trust? Think about it. And this life that we live, we're not living this life just to die, but we are living this life to live again. How many people want to live again? Yes, we're living this life to live again. And how we live this life here on this earth determines if we're going to see Jesus. How many people want to see Jesus? Yes, I want to see Jesus. So the Bible tells us that when the Son of Man return, will he find faith? Number one, it says, there's never a moment when God is not in control. <laughs> I want you just to tap your neighbor next to you and just say, just relax. God got this thing. Have you, have you ever walked into a situation 
where everybody was in, in all panic and they was all worried and you just came in the room and you're the one that know how to handle situations and you just said, relax, it's going to be all right. So I want you to understand there's never a moment when God is not in control. Relax. You must understand that God has your back. I want you to say, I'm never alone. God is with me. You are never alone, no matter what situation that you are in in life. You got to understand that God is with you. So relax. Don't worry about things that's out of your control. Don't worry about things that you can't fix it. Sometimes when I go through things, I, got, I just have to say, God, here it is. And what you have to understand that God is in total control. And, and I told the group this morning that when I'm stressed out, ever been stressed out? Stress will cause you to eat some things. I didn't gain a little weight here. Stress will cause you to stay up at night. But what stress does, stress will lead to heart attack. Stress will lead to strokes. And I said this morning that stress will bring on some gray hairs when in my head that it's not time for the gray to come. But I want you to understand that when you put your trust in God, you're not worried about the situations. Number two, faith allows things to happen. Faith allows things to happen. It is the power that comes from a fearless heart. And when a fearless heart believes, I want everybody to say, miracles happen. Never put God in a box. I want you to understand that when you put God in a box, you're not letting God be God. What, I'm under, what I want you to understand here, that you cannot, be, you cannot be afraid in life to take the next step. Some people have some great ideals, but they are afraid to take the next step. And the Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. A believer should never be afraid. Even with all the things that's going on in the world, we should not be afraid as Christians because our hope is built in who? Jesus Christ. How many people know that your hope is built in Jesus Christ? As you know, if you know that your hope is built in Jesus Christ, you know that everything is going to be all right. So, what do you believe? Who do you believe? Jesus. Number three, never let your circumstances in life dictate your future. Think about that. There are some people that went through some really bad things in life. Some people rebound, some don't. And that's because I believe that some people let their circumstances control who they are. You have to be a person that, that trusts God no matter what. So never let your circumstances in life dictate your future. Who are you going to trust in? You got to have faith in God. 
And when you have faith in God, you have to rest assured that everything is going to be all right. You got to understand that God has your back. You got to understand that God is in control. That's why I said never stop believing. Don't let people tell you that you can't do this. Never let people tell you're not this, you're not that. But if God spoke it to you and spoke it down in your soul, you have to trust God and not people. And I want you to understand when you're about to take your faith walk, you can't take everybody with you. Why would you say that, preacher? Everybody is not going to understand what God has told you. You have to understand your steps, not their steps, but the Bible says your steps was ordered by the Lord. And everybody is not going to believe what God told you. I want you to understand over in Mark 5 and 37 and 40. In Mark 5 and 37 and 40, this is Jesus is on his way to the synagogue leader's house. And the reason why Jesus is on his way there, uh, Jesus, they tell Jesus, they send for Jesus that the leader of the synagogue's uh, daughter has died. And the Bible says in Mark 37, it says, he did not allow anyone follow him except Peter. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Let's look at 37. He did not let anyone follow him except it was 12. 12 disciples. But Jesus only took three. Everybody is not going to understand the power of God. Everybody is not going to look at you and believe you what you are saying that God has told you to do. So everybody can't go with you. So the Bible says that he did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing. They were crying, oh, she's dead. Oh, oh, she's so beautiful as a young child. She shouldn't have never died. Have you ever been in that situation where something happened and you got there and everybody was upset and everybody was crying? But listen what Jesus did. It said in 38, he went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. Jesus, what's wrong with you, man? She's dead. She's not asleep. But listen what Jesus said. The Bible says right here in 40, they laughed at him. Think about this. Here is Jesus that has all power in his hands. 
that if he spoke to the Bible says we serve a man that spoke to the winds and seas and these winds and seas obeyed him don't you know that when Jesus speak things begin to happen so they laughed at Jesus and they said Jesus she's she's not she's what do you mean she's asleep she's dead people don't understand the power of God never doubt the power of God but look what happens after he put them all out uh-oh you mean this loving Jesus this Jesus that has all power in his hand put them out sometimes in this Christian walk you got to understand that there are negative people negative people on your job Negative people sometimes even in our families. There's negative people everywhere. You cannot let negativity suck all of the energy out of you. Misery loves what? Company. So here it is. Jesus, as powerful as Jesus is, had to realize that I cannot deal with this negativity. I cannot deal with them saying that she's dead, but I know she's just asleep. I cannot deal with all of this negative energy around. Even as powerful as Jesus was, he still had to remove the negativity out of the room. If you ever want to walk with Jesus, you're going to have to move, remove some of the negativity things out of your life. That means even if it's some negative people or some negative habits. So even with the power of God, he had to remove those who were negative. But listen what he did. It says, after he put them all out, he took the child father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. People of God, if you ever want to live for Jesus, this is the time to live for him. This is the time to let God show up and show out. So the Bible says that he put them out, and he took the ones who needed to be with him into the room. And if you finish reading on your own, Mark 5, and starting at the 37th verse, over in 41 and 42, it reads that Jesus went in and he spoke to the child, and he said, get up, and the child got up. And when the child got up, he told the, he told the parents, now go and feed the child. Then he told them, don't go and tell somebody what I've done. Sometimes you have to be quiet and just let the power of God manifest in your life. Sometimes you got to be quiet and just let people see the power of God operating in your life and see then you, be, you will become a walking miracle. How many people have been into some situations that you know that God has brought you out? How many people have been in some situations that you know that it was the power of God that healed you? It was the power of God that woke us up this morning. It was the power of God that breathed life into us. Just put your hands together and say, God, I thank you for the power of life. It's the power of God that keep us alive. It's the power of God that woke me up this morning. So if you read that, that passive in that scripture, Jesus told them not to tell anyone. 
You know why? Because he wanted them to know that it was the power of God that raised that little girl from the dead. Is the power of God working in your life? Ask that question to yourself. Is the power of God really working in your life the way it should? Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. It reads, for we live by faith, not by sight. King James says, we walk by faith and not by sight. The question that I ask everyone, what do you trust in? With everything that's going on in this world, your faith is the only thing that's going to determine who you are. Well, what do you mean, preacher? If we all left here and we went home and we got home and our nice house or, or, or a loved one or something that we really cherish was taken away from us and we really love this thing or we love that person and we put all our time in it, we, we, we had a good relationship with, with them, or we put all our money into it, and then all of a sudden it was taken away from us. Who you are in Christ, when that thing was taken away from you, was your relationship with God was taken away also. See, your relationship with God will, will sustain you when, you've have, when you have lost everything else. Your relationship with God will keep you in perfect peace. Your relationship with God will bring you out when life is just sending you through a storm. What do you believe in? It is your faith. So the Bible says that for we live by faith, not by sight. Who are you trusting? Are we trusting what's going on in the government? Are we trusting what's going on in our neighborhoods? No, we're trusting God because he is alpha and omega. He is the beginning and the end. So I want you to understand that it is your faith. And I want you to think about this. When you're out and on, say, for instance, you get up on a Saturday morning and you drive out into the inner city or you leave out of your comfort zone and you go somewhere else, you will see some things that you never saw before. And if you don't keep your eyes on the road, you may have an accident. You may run into somebody from the behind. What I'm saying is you have to keep your focus. Just like when you're driving the same way with Jesus, you have to keep your focus on Jesus and keep your mind on Jesus. Anybody have some mountains in your life that you need to speak to? Anything you want God to remove in your life? In Mark 11 and 23, it reads that this in Mark 11 
and 23. It says, truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believe that what they say will happen, it will be done. Wow. Do I really believe like I say I believe? Do I believe the report of what the doctor says? God is more powerful than cancer. Do I believe the relationship that I'm in that is not going to, it looks like it's not going to work out. But do I believe what I'm looking at and what I'm hearing? Or do I believe what the Word of God says? Check this out. God can fix anything that is broken. God can fix a broken relationship. Who do I believe in? So the Bible tells us that if we have mountains in our lives, just like we should be able as believers to be able to speak to those mountains. And when we speak to those mountains, the Bible says that those mountains would disappear. I'm not telling you as a congregation to go out to the forest reserve and look at a rock or a mountain and begin to speak to it, but I'm telling you to begin to speak to those mountains that's in your life. Speak to those situations that's keeping you from moving forward. Speak to the sickness that's in your body. Speak to those broken relationships that's in your homes or on your job or even in the church. You got to begin to speak to those things. How do we know? We look in Genesis, this God that we serve. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created. But check this out, good people of God. The creation wouldn't have never came about, not until God said, let there be. See, if God walked out and looked at a, a world that was all dark and no life and said, let there be light, what do you have to do as a believer? You got to begin to speak to every dark area that's in your life. So when God said, let there be light, light came. So if you have a mountain in your life, a mountain could be any situation that is blocking you from getting to God. A mountain could be anything that is stopping you in life to move forward. You have to speak to it with the power of God. And you have to begin to say, I shall live and not die. I shall live and not die. This situation is not going to take me out. This situation is not, not going to keep me from being who I am in Christ. You got to say to yourself, I am somebody in Christ. I spoke to him this morning and I told him, David, he had to encourage himself. And I want every good believer in the house. It's nothing wrong. Sometimes your wife or your, your husband may think you crazy. You in the washroom or standing up in the bedroom in front of the mirror saying, I am somebody. I can make it. Sometimes in life, you got to speak to yourself and speak a word and tell yourself that you can make it. It's nothing wrong. I'd rather look crazy for Jesus. 
And what I'm really saying is, it's not about what folks think. It's about what Jesus thinks. Because the Bible says in the last days, every man and woman will have their appointed time to sit with him. Think about this. When you meet Jesus, what type of track record will you have? There's a song as I close that I learned, not a song, but we used to learn when we were growing up about Santa Claus. Uh, he has a list. He's checking it twice. He's going to find out who's been naughty or nice. Jesus has a list too. And he's checking it out. Make sure that our name is on that roll, the book of life, and never stop believing. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Come on. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Never stop believing in what you believe in. Never stop believing in the Word of God. Never stop trusting Him. Amen. And before I take my seat, just give God a kiss. Mm. Just now, and tell Him, God, I love you. I love you. Hallelujah.